despite all of my years of trying so hard to be good enough and trying so hard to follow the rules, I wasn't ever going to make it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't be good enough. And trying to let go of all of those years of striving was really difficult. But when I finally did let go of those and just said I'm never going to be enough and I'm never, I'm never going to do what I'm supposed to do, that was really the first time that I saw Jesus and I saw his beauty and I saw his love and he, he was someone that I could love. We'll talk about this and much more today. Welcome to A Writer's Day Podcast. Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name is Ruth Douthit and I'm an award-winning author of books for middle grade readers and the current president of Christian Writers of the West, the Arizona chapter of American Christian Fiction Writers. Welcome. And I welcome you to this podcast where we talk about books, all things writing, I interview authors, and you're in for a treat today if you love children's books. She is a wife, a homeschooling mom, and a registered nurse, a missionary kid for many years. She confessed that she didn't truly understand her need to be rescued by a savior named Jesus until later on in life. I'm grateful that she finally understands and has a wonderful relationship with Jesus because she is the author of a wonderful book that we're going to discuss today, The Easter Storybook, written by Laura Ritchie. So, grab your favorite beverage, comfortable chair, sit back and relax as we listen to newly published author of The Easter Storybook, Laura Ritchie. Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm super excited today to have on my on this episode author Laura Ritchie, who has written a tremendously beautiful and poignant Easter storybook for kids, for parents to use to teach children about the life of Jesus Christ. And I had the honor of reading it this past week. And I must say, Laura, it is so beautiful. You did a great job. So welcome to my podcast. Thank you, Ruth. So what I wanted to do is have you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, because I also read the press kit that had a a bit of your testimony on there. And I thought maybe you could share with us your story and then why you chose to write this book about Easter. Sure. Yes. So I am, I'm a nurse and I'm a homeschooling mom and now an author, but the author part was pretty unexpected, not something that I really thought would ever happen. I grew up going to church a lot, and I was a missionary kid as well, so I knew a lot about God and a lot about the Bible, but I really didn't, I didn't have a good, accurate picture of who God really is, so I I saw God as someone who had a lot of rules that I was supposed to follow. And if I obeyed the rules, I would be rewarded. And if I didn't obey, then I would be punished. So really, for many years, I saw God more as as a taskmaster and not really someone that I could trust or, or love, you know. Um, but I 
I really wanted to, I wanted to be rewarded. <laughs> I wanted heaven whenever I died. And so I tried really hard to follow the rules and I, I wanted to be good enough. So I spent a lot of years, you know, trying extremely hard, but uh, no matter what I did, I really couldn't ever make myself love God. And I also couldn't make myself love people, not consistently and not well. So when I was in my mid-20s and I had the first of my four children, however, my oldest was still pretty little, I finally just realized and confronted the reality that despite all of my years of trying so hard to be good enough and trying so hard to follow the rules, I wasn't ever going to make it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't be good enough. And trying to let go of all of those years of striving was really difficult. But when I finally did let go of those and just said, I'm never going to be enough and I'm never, I'm never going to do what I'm supposed to do. That was really the first time that I saw Jesus and I saw his beauty and I saw his love and he he was someone that I could love at that point because he loved me. And so that experience and, and that just realization of seeing God's beauty and seeing him as my rescuer is, so yeah, my, my, my books grew out of that, that kind of encounter with God and just that realization of who he really is. And I wanted my kids to, to know who he really is. I didn't want them to grow up in church like me and still not still not know, you know, who he is. So my first book, the Advent Story book, was written just for my kids. That that was my whole goal whenever I wrote that. I just wanted them to know why Jesus came at Christmas because they, they knew that that's when we celebrate his birth, but I wanted them to know why that mattered today. So I wrote that for them, and we read through it, and my oldest loved it. My second was still too little at that point to really know what was going on, but Josiah loved it. And then uh, a little while later, I really felt like God wanted me to publish it. And so I started doing some research and basically discovered that publishing was pretty impossible for someone like me. I don't have a platform. Nobody knows me. And I had no way to get a literary agent and no way for a publisher to even be interested in me. But I just couldn't shake the feeling that I was supposed to at least try, that God really wanted me to do this, at least try to do it. So I you know, pushed forward and I found an illustrator that I really loved, Ian Dale, and together we agreed to try to do a Kickstarter to um, raise enough money for the book. And kind of during all of that, while we were doing all of the Kickstarter stuff, um, Ian had an acquaintance who connected us with Laura Derrico who is an editor that works at David C. Cook, who is the publisher of the Easter Storybook and the Advent Storybook. So she was gonna be the editor for our book and then we were initially planning on just trying to use the Kickstarter funds to, to make the book happen. But what ended up happening is the Kickstarter almost failed. Um, it, we didn't meet the goal until the very last few days, but people were so incredibly generous and we did meet the goal and we used that money to fund the illustrations then David C. Cook was um, able to take the take it over from there and actually turn the Abbott storybook into a book, distribute it, and all of that. They took over everything from that point. So that's the story of the Abbott storybook. And then I wanted a follow-up book 
to show who Jesus really is. And so that's what the Easter storybook is. And thankfully, we did not have to do a Kickstarter or anything for this one. Um, David C. Cook just took care of everything. But yeah, so the books were written originally for my kids, and God just made it possible for them to be available for other families as well. That is such an encouraging story, especially of perseverance and faith, you know, having hope. The writers out there, they tend to give up. And so yours is definitely a story of hope and persisting. And I'm glad you did because it is a very beautiful book. I love the stories about Jesus. The illustrations go along perfectly. And I have to admit, when I got to the crucifixion, uh, I choked up. (laughs) I really did. I, I just felt like you did such a great job and the illustrator did such a great job of making Jesus so real and so personable that when he was on the cross, wow, it I just felt like a really good close friend had died, you know? Mm-hmm. So you did a great job of creating that emotional connection with him, of making him seem so real. And that's what we want for our children. We want them to see that he's not just a mythical person, you know, uh, like the gods and goddesses. No, he's he was flesh and blood, and he's still around today. He's still alive today. Absolutely. And you did a great job with that. Thank you. Sure. Now, uh, one thing I noticed in your story was how it kind of mirrored a little bit of my son and some of his friends who grew up in church and were around, you know, Christian parents and adults all the time. And heard, you know, the gospel message and, and did Awana and all that good stuff. And we read children's books about Jesus to him too. But when they became young adults, they walked away from the faith. A lot of our friends, um, kids have walked away. And I, I even had to recently apologize to my son because I said, you know what? I never really asked you questions. We were so busy telling you everything. You know, telling you this is Jesus, telling you the gospel message, telling you to go to church, read your Bible, don't sin. If you do sin, ask for forgiveness, do this, do this, do this. But we were never patient enough to sit with him and ask him some questions like, who, who is Jesus to you? Or explain the gospel message to me as though I've never heard it. You know, and I think you had mentioned in your story, nobody ever told you why it was important to have a personal relationship with Jesus. They just told you to have a personal relationship with Jesus, but never stopped and said, this is why. Right. And that really gripped my heart when I read that in your story. So I just wanted to ask you for recommendations on how parents out there could use this book to maybe explain why Jesus is and why they should have a personal relationship, you know, to make it seem more real. Right. So the format of the book is, I I intended it to be read, you know, as a family. And so the the stories are just one page long and um, they they have the reference that the story is from, you know, in case you want to read that. And then at the end, there's a question. Um, that you can use to just have a good discussion with your kids and gain some insight into their heart and into their perspective. And then the the full page illustration is on, you know, the opposite page as the one page story. But 
Um, my hope is that families will read this every year, you know, every Advent and every Lent season before Easter. And um, the little ones can join in. And as your kids get older, you know, I'm hoping and I, I think that my kids will want to read it every year, you know, together. But, but I think, you know, as they get older and as they're able to process things better, um, just getting getting to see how their minds are how their minds are growing and how their understanding of God is growing is kind of my hope for for these books you know just gaining gaining insight into what they're thinking um, as far as you know hoping hoping that kids will really see Jesus I think one of the one of the biggest things that um, people with a religious background and also people with, you know, an irreligious background, people that don't grow up in church. I think one of the biggest hangups um, for people really understanding Jesus is we don't, we don't really feel like we need him, honestly. And that, that's where I was, at least. Um, I thought that if I, I could check all these things off of my checklist, I was good. And I didn't really feel like I needed him. And, you know, for me growing up in church, I think I, um, I thought that if I followed the rules, then I could kind of earn his favor and he would be happy with me. It wasn't until I realized that all, all of those years of trying so hard were never going to be enough that I saw my need. And so that is, that is a recurring theme in this book um, is, you know, it's, it's the people that realize their need that are the ones that came to Jesus and loved him and the rescuer that he was trying to tell everyone that he was. And it, it was the people that um, were really good at following the rules and maybe maybe didn't have that hard of a time in life. You know, the, they had plenty of money and they had good social standing. Um, so like the, the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the scribes and, and those people, that they totally missed the fact that they did need Jesus. And so because they didn't feel a need for him, they hated him. He he was not the the Messiah, the the rescuer that the Jewish people had been waiting for for centuries. He was not the Messiah that they expected. Um, and so they couldn't stand him. But the all of the people that were broken and realized their need, uh, the sick and the sinners, those were the ones that just flocked to Jesus and and loved him and, and believed in him. Mm. So I think that it, I think that is one of the biggest things um, that I'm trying to remind myself of, and also um, through this book, you know, and just conversations throughout the day with my kids, um, help them realize, you know. Um, so God does want to change us. He wants us to be different than we are, but we can't we can't change our hearts on our own, you know, no matter how hard we try, we're, we're never going to be able to love God in it very well. We're going to keep messing up. We're going to keep doing things that hurt others and hurt ourselves because that's how we are ever since the fall. So I would say that is probably um, one of the biggest themes of, of my, you know, deep conversations with my kids right now is, you know, when, when one of them is saying mean things or they're fighting or, you know, just whatever. Um, okay, guys, let's stop. And like, this is wrong. What you're doing is not good. You're hurting your brother. You're hurting your sister. But we need Jesus to help us. 
we need Jesus to help us love and to change our hearts. And so we stop and we we try to pray right there and ask, you know, ask God for help. And, you know, I ask God for help with them as well whenever I'm being impatient or just whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be, I think that's one of the biggest things that I didn't quite grasp, you know, when I was, when I was younger and that I still have to remember is I need him. I need, I need Jesus, the rescuer. Oh, that's so beautiful. You really did a great job of showing that. And what, a, what powerful lessons you're showing your children. Because even as adults, there are times when we, we definitely need Jesus to love one another, whether it's our coworkers or our bosses or spouses or even our siblings, even as we get older. <laughs> We definitely need Jesus in order to love one another the way we're supposed to. Yeah. So that's a great idea. I can definitely see families using this book during family time to show and make Jesus real to their children. And it's not just an Easter book, just showing yeah. those, those illustrations and how well you point out various stories of the gospel. So well done. Well done on that. I had asked Laura what project she's working on next. So the, I have um, kind of a rough draft of the next book, which would travel through the rest of the New Testament, so focusing primarily on Acts um, and, and some of the, the letters. But we, we don't know yet if that's going to you know, turn into anything or not. Um, we're still waiting on it. Book publishing is such a long long process. I didn't realize quite how long everything took, you know, mm -hmm. whenever I jumped into all of this initially, but it just takes a lot of time, you know, um, a lot of people have to talk about it and say that, yeah, we want that to happen. And, um, I haven't heard any updates. It's been months and, you know, things are extra crazy right now. So it, you know, that could be part of the, the delay as well, but hopefully there will be another book that kind of continues the story and shows, um, how everything that Jesus did didn't end. You know, whenever he went back up to be with the Father, um, he sent his spirit, and his spirit is now empowering um, all of us to, to continue his mission of rescue and reconciliation. So we'll see. Well, great. Yes, publishing is definitely an act of patience. So uh, definitely be praying for you about that. It is difficult. <laughs> but that's okay. That just means God, you know, has something wonderful in store. And I look forward to this next book. I've ordered the Easter story book. It hasn't arrived yet, but I ordered it. I can hardly wait to hold it in my hands and show it to my husband. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on my podcast to talk about this beautiful book. And um, I will let all my friends who have younger children to know about it. I'm going to save it for my future grandchildren. I hope I have someday. <laughs> and I wish you nothing but the best of luck in your future endeavors. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Ruth. What a treat that was to talk to Laura Ritchie about her book, The Easter Storybook. I hope that you'll run out and get a copy soon. You'll enjoy reading this book with your children or grandchildren. It's one of those books that you'll have on the shelf and you'll pull out year after year. It'll become an heirloom, I guarantee you. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope that you've been encouraged by Laura's story of persistence and hope. And as always on this writing journey, keep going forward.
keep writing. And until next time, God bless.